It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, a show all about church communications and digital ministry. Come hang out with us. Well, Megan, as we go back to church, as the vaccine rolls out, I think that churches are you know, back in the, back in the swing of things. And they're wanting to know how do we do this? Well, so there's a lot of podcasts and blogs about how to go back to church and how to do this. Well, how to bring people back in. But what today I thought we would cover is whether you're going back in person and hopefully you're keeping your online church as well. I'm a big fan of treating that like a campus, your online church as a campus. And so Mm -hmm. doing both of these things, like keeping your vision out front, even in lobby spaces. And so your digital lobby and your physical lobby. Let's dive into how we do that in both those spaces. And I'm going to cough now. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Because it it was building up and I was like, I'm going to cough. It's going to happen. You could feel it happening. Yes. Um, Yeah. No, that's, I think this is definitely something that is going to be really great to talk about. And we're going to talk about the digital lobby ideas and we're going to talk about some physical lobby ideas, knowing that we're still going to be using a lot of churches are going to be utilizing the digital lobbies for a while and maybe for forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And more and more churches will start using their physical lobbies again. Right. Um, as, as we come out of this thing, because even in your, even when you're online, I mean, people kind of come and go a lot, even during the service, but that beforehand pre-service and that hanging out afterwards, which we really haven't mastered the hangout afterwards. Once you're done, you're done most of the time, Mm -hmm. unless you have something to go to. Um, I think there's some, there's some, we consider that a lobby. We consider that a hangout space kind of like we would in person with the physical lobby. And I think it's just smart of us to say, are we getting the most out of that space, that time, that place in the video, that landing page, whatever it is, are we getting the most out of it? So we'll talk about the physical lobby after, after this, but let's do digital lobby first. Um, we had basically four ideas that we wanted to talk through for digital space. And the first one was a post-service or pre, pre-service or post-service video or live welcome. So Basically, it's somebody on maybe 10 minutes, five minutes before the the um, service actually starts. I don't know how you feel about this, Megan. I hate countdowns. Yeah, they drive me nuts. I, I love fast forwarding countdowns if yeah. I'm not watching live. Like I tune in early and the first thing I get is a number that it's, it's counting down. And, and I'm like, this is boring. Mm-hmm. Why would I stay for this? So I'm leaving. Yeah. I really hate them. I don't know. A lot of people out there probably love them. They put them up because that's what they're doing in their main service. The main service doesn't matter because they're doing other things. Well, something to think about with your digital lobby space is you're, there's just so much that you're missing out on that you get in the physical presence. So, but you can still integrate that into your digital lobby. So having a live host there makes it feel like you're not just watching a, a YouTube video. Um, makes it makes you feel like you're a part of something that's happening in the moment that's real. You're still connected. You're not just observing somebody else's experience. Yeah. You're actually getting your own experience. And that, you know, that's really important for yeah. an, an online audience. Absolutely. And if you don't have the ability to switch between a live camera and then your service feed and you can't do that, you don't have enough equipment or whatever, you can have somebody at least in the chat that's on Facebook or in your church online platform or wherever, whatever you're streaming with that's asking questions, putting in graphics, videos, prompts, whatever, and talking to people beforehand. So there's something to do before your service actually starts. 
rather than a countdown. Sometimes those countdowns, even if you want to do a countdown, a scroll of um, announcement slides with the countdown in the corner would be better. Yeah. You know, oh, that's, yeah. that'd be much so much more better. information. It's engaging. You could have trivia on there. Trivia. That would be super fun. Great. Trivia is awesome. Movie clips. No, I wouldn't do that. That's, that's <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> but, but if you have videos of like life change stories or um, things that you've shot in the past, you can throw those in there as, a, as part of your loop. Um, we started doing something at one of my last churches where we had our online, we already had our like mid service video announcements we do. But we filmed this pre-service 10, eight, I don't know, eight minute, 10 minute video that had some big rock ideas, maybe some trivia that we would play the same thing with a countdown um, every, for like a month, it'll be the same thing. Mm-hmm. And cause we know that people will show up and then they don't come back for another four weeks or something like that. So they may not see it again. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it, we could reuse it, but we, we yeah. would put like, we had hosts and they'd make jokes or they do crafts. Like the kids are doing this craft right now. Let's try and see if we can do it, you know? And it was <laughs> great. It was great. <laughs> I've so, never thought about watching adults do kids crafts, but that sounds hilarious. Oh They're so bad at it, especially if you <laughs> haven't had like training and we would train them. Like, here's how you do it. And they'd go. And of course we had our youth pastor in there and he was one of the, right. one of the you know hosts and, and, and he was pretty funny. And so he would make it wrong on purpose. And so it'd be kind of funny to yeah. do a nailed it kind of moment, you know, like nailed it. And it's awful. That kind of stuff is easy to pull off and entertaining and people want to watch it. They'll show up for that. So mm-hmm. think about a creative solution to the lobby of the before service, especially what are people doing before? And then after we had another idea, this is our second idea is creating a digital zoom lobby for after the service for questions, Q and a. So that's actually our second idea. Um, it goes along with the post service video. So what are, what are you doing in the post service? Yeah. So something that you could do for this is in zoom, you can create unique URLs for mm-hmm. a zoom link and keep it the same. You want to keep it super simple. So when you end the service, just say, go to church name forward slash coffee time or whatever you want to call that. Um, yeah. And just promote that at the end of your service. Because the thing that also, again, the thing that you're missing is that community piece. Yeah, You don't know who you're watching with or where you're watching or connecting with them. And not everyone's going to love this. Your introverts are not going to love this. No. But your extroverts will. Um, and it's just a nice, and it's a great opportunity for people who are new that might want to meet other people or connect with a staff member. Mm-hmm. Just how you would kind of do that at the end of your regular in-person service. You can still do that online. You know what I would do with this, Megan? This what, would be. What would you do with this? Let me tell you what I'd do, Megan. Tell me. What I would do with this is every week, <laughs> this would be my next steps class intro. Mm-hmm. And it would That's be. That's great. Uh, it would be record, pre, could be pre-recorded with somebody or, you know, if you do a Zoom link, it could be your next steps pastor. That's what they do after the service at whatever time it's. We say, take 30 minutes, grab lunch, and then come back. Or you just do it right after and say, hey, we wanted to meet you if you're interested in going to our Next Steps class so that we can connect with you personally. Get your info right here on Zoom. You can send it through Zoom to us, whatever. Put the links in there. And so then it's your connections pastor going, hey, I just wanted to meet everybody. So glad you're here. Um, if Next Steps class is this, this, and this. Because sometimes you have those graphics and it tells you what that is. But that doesn't really translate. Sometimes it, it, they don't know. They want to ask some questions and you can take maybe 20 minutes and do that after the service as your, as your post-service lobby. If you're interested in membership class or joining the church or baptism, 
come hang out afterwards in the Zoom group and we can answer those questions. Because you can actually pay for Zoom to break out into groups. And so you can say, if you're interested in baptism, let me know. Then they send you this message and then you select who goes to what room. And then you have your people talking in each room. So if you have your, you know, whatever leader over baptism, leader over next steps, leader over membership, whatever. So there's, yeah. there's, you can get really detailed with it, or you can just have a meetup where it says, hi, I'm Seth. I'm the connections pastor. And if I could get you all to send me your email and tell me what it is that you're interested in, I can answer one question each right now. And then I'll get in touch with you personally. That's I huge. That. Yeah, right? I agree. So that's a great post service deal. And, and using that zoom lobby, it could also be something where your pastor goes, Hey, if I, you have any questions about the sermon, I'm going to be on, you know, afterwards to answer questions for about 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Just as a, you know, a fellowship thing. Right. And if it's not the pastor, it's somebody else on staff that you trust to answer theological questions or concerns or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or just connect people with each other and, and maybe even have like a CTA in there, you know, follow us on Facebook, join this Facebook group or Mm -hmm. show up here next week. Keep it simple. Make it one CTA if you want if you, if you want, um, but just a way for people to connect. I think we are underestimating the isolation and the loneliness that people are feeling. And especially when our church is online, like the greatest part of our community is still online. Yeah. Um, and it could be, making- I mean, you could rotate through like week one is your next steps class. Stay after for that. Week two is if you're interested in joining a small group, stay after meet our small groups, pastor week three, stay after we're talking to the pastor and asking questions just about the church in general, anything you've got week four is a, Hey, we're going to hang out and do potpourri. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> hang out and do potpourri. potpourri. What? Potpourri questions. Like from oh. Jeffrey. <laughs> we're, we're going to make potpourri. <laughs> Like, what is happening? This is a Pinterest party? It's craft time. (laughs) Lots of crafts happening. Okay, so another idea for our digital lobby area is to take advantage. This was an idea that actually came from Stephen Brewster. Um, If you don't know him, he's fantastic. Go follow him. But Mm -hmm. one thing that he suggested was to take advantage of that lower third of your live stream space. So it's super common, really normal. When you watch the news, you see that lower third a scroll on the bottom. And he just talked about how churches aren't taking advantage of that. And he, you know, that we should be doing that more often. So you could use that to share announcements, things that are coming up, you know, Mm -hmm. get involved with this, or we're doing that or take a look at this. Um, Just your CTA is just, you know, taking advantage of, of space that people are used to seeing content in. Yeah. And I think if you watch TV, you know, on the, the religious channels, some of the, you know, televangelists or whatnot, they've always got something going on down there at the, uh, in the bottom of the screen, because as whatever you think about those guys, they get conversions off of that. And I don't mean that in Christian conversions. I mean that on calls and mm-hmm. money donated. I mean, it works. So having something yeah. down there for them to look at, I mean, it's like a news st- station. They're, they're talking to you. There's a, you know, lower third of what they're talking about. And then there's something under it that has nothing to do with anything going on. And it's just extra. So it's easy just to put like camp deposit due June 1st, you know, for $100 for high school camp, uh, camp deposit for middle school or, you know, kids choir starts Friday, you know, or whatever you Friday. Why would you start on Friday? Starts Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, all those kinds of things, those little announcements that are info only stuff. And let me tell you, if you do that, all the departments that are always after you for, you don't talk about this enough. You can always say it's on the ticker. It's on the ticker. It's on the ticker, bro. <laughs> we got it on the ticker. So, pss, pss. 
Keep Listen, it keep if it for nothing else, do it so you can say it's on the ticker. Yeah. So nobody can say you haven't promoted anything that, that they've got. You've promoted everything. You're <laughs> the master of promotion. So I think that lower third is a great idea um, using that. That's during the service as well. Like maybe not as much while the pastor's talking, but during worship or offerings or uh, video elements, you know, other times. I don't even say during the pastor's message too, because... Your mind wonders, and if they're going to wonder, maybe wonder it over to something that has to do with the church instead of yeah. Facebook or, or, I don't know, Instagram or wherever they are. Wherever they're wandering. Wherever they're wandering. But I Maybe hear, you I throw hear, in a couple Easter eggs every now and then. So I'm like, hey, text this number and we'll send you free coffee. <laughs> I would, I'd be the one that would put in a random shower thought. Yes, your shower thoughts. Oh my gosh. I would put I in a random them. shower thought just to get people to to pay attention and go, is the next one going to be a, a joke <laughs> or is it going to be for real? Or what is it? What's happening? And every service, it'd be a different one. That would, that would be my thing. That'd be my one little Easter egg, Simpsons-esque <laughs> intro kind of thing. I love it. I used to do that for this podcast intro. I had Kara come in and record like a whole bunch of endings to the to the statement. Now here's your host, Seth Muse, who is who's got two turntables and a microphone. You know, and that's something random or stupid. I just that's amazing. That. Why did you stop that? Because I ran out of ideas. Oh. <laughs> this is episode 145. <laughs> 144 or something like that. I don't even know what we're on. I ran out uh. of ideas. And I I'm serious, like the first 80 or 90 of them have it. That's hilarious. I need to go back and listen because I really want to hear that. Yeah, that's fun little unknown trivia because who cares? But (laughs) it is interesting, an interesting tidbit. Okay, last idea um, for digital lobby. Consider your landing page for your live stream to be a lobby space as well. Consider that to be like your signage or info desk kind of area. That's great. Um, One of the things that you can put on there is that you can do with a landing page is that's where you can really capture info. So if you're sending people to just your Facebook page, I, I don't recommend doing that. I really don't sending them to live stream at YouTube or Facebook. I think you should send them to your website and even from your Facebook page, send them, try to get them on your website because the church online platform has so much more to offer than Facebook. You've got an ability to put it stuff on your landing page and keep them there on your, on your website. I think your website is your, it's your owned space. You can do whatever you want with it. And so capturing info like email leads, text messaging, uh, phone numbers for text messaging, adding calls to action, putting at advertisements there for other things going on. You can do whatever you want there. Whereas Facebook, you're under at their mercy. So mm-hmm. YouTube, and even sometimes though, it doesn't work. And sometimes, sometimes they choose not to show it. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't even work. I mean, Facebook is like that. So, so there's a tension here. Can we talk about this tension? Sure. So the, there's the, I I 100% agree with you. I love the website landing page over YouTube live any day, but you also miss the convenience of smart TV apps. Yeah. Cause when you're on YouTube live, a viewer can just go to their YouTube app and find you and watch yeah. on their TV. Yeah. But and if I, it's on your website. And I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying that where you're thinking, how am I collecting connections with people. I think you're going to have a lot of good solid connections that you could be missing. Cause, and I say this because by going to your website, I say this because so many churches I talk to ignore their website. Yeah. 
they like prefer you to go to YouTube and Facebook because it's convenient, but they're, they're missing this section of your website. That's yours that you can do so much with that is being kind of thrown to the wayside because they, I don't know. It's just the third place to send people. Well, I think it's the best place to send It's the best place. And you get them in the habit of using your website because you can put so much helpful information on there. And if you are creating the culture that our website is where you go for information, it just makes it so much easier to communicate down the road. Yes. And one of the things you can add to your website is a button that says add to calendar so that they miss the live stream when they show up during the week. Love it. So I think you can do so many things with your live stream landing page. Like even if it's not going to be the primary place you send people, make sure you're doing your best with it because it is a powerful page. It is a great page for your digital lobby experience to, mm-hmm. to be. So that's digital lobby. I think there's going to be probably a ton of other ideas. People have those. I'd love to hear those. Email me Seth at sethnews.com and I'll, I'd love to you know, pass those on to you know our Facebook group at the seminary hard knocks Facebook group or Um, you know, share them on my Instagram or whatever. And I'd love to hear what your ideas are, but let's talk about the physical place because people are coming back, right? Maybe not coming back. Maybe we're coming back. (laughs) We're coming back to church. It's going to happen someday. Is this a real song? No. Well, I mean, I think it's a real melody, but I don't (laughs) think those are the words. (laughs) So you're just making this up life. Okay. I'm, I'm coming up. I want the world to know. Yeah, that's so it's real melody, but I changed the words because I'm a rap master. Okay, cut. We cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the charm of the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, that's what you get. That's what you get. Okay, well, great song, Megan. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I will refrain. I will refrain from the phys- the, the people are coming back, but not like they were. I think that's pretty obvious that for a while we're going to still have a low, lower than normal turnout before COVID. That's just the way it is. Um, but we still have to think about our lobby. There's a lot of things that going on, on in our lobby. There's handouts, there's posters and flyers and signage and, volunteer placement and, you know, floor stickers and whatnot that tell people everything they need to know about church. And often we use that space to kind of just hold information. So we kind of wanted to talk through some of the elements of how to really get the most out of your physical lobby to cast vision, because it's easy just to put up info, but info disappears into the mess. It can be like a new Times Square situation where it's just one big light show and you're amazed by it, but you don't know what any of that says. So mm-hmm. um, when we look at the physical lobby, I'm going to let, let's talk through some of the concepts and strategies. So first I thought, think about the words that you use. The words you use are, are so important in how you describe things. So you could just say give here versus something that casts vision, which I like to use the give through our church, not to our church. That communicates we're giving, but it also says what we're doing with it. And and I think there's some some ways you can think about the words you use because we we should be thinking about messages, not info only. Um, yeah. For instance, if you're asking for volunteers, do you use the word volunteer or do you say opportunity to serve? I mean, how do you want to say it? It's up to you. I'm not saying one of those is better than the other. Just what words are you using? Are they intentional? So this is all all goes back to good content marketing. And yeah. if you have have you been on Twitter for a while or TikTok, there was this trend going around. It was on Twitter first 
give it up for the OG. Mm-hmm. Then it made its way to, to TikTok of tell me that you're from Texas without telling me that you're from Texas or tell me that you're a parent without telling me that you're a parent. And yep. someone would like, you know, show a picture of like a Spider-Man toy sitting in a back bucket of apples or something, you know, just like random things. Yeah. But what that does is that creates it, it communicates to the audience without just plain words. It's you're asking the question, what is this like and how does this feel? Mm-hmm. And so if you can tell, like, tell people what your church does without telling them what your church does, you're creating an experience. You're creating, you're inviting people to understand, like, on a on a visceral level, what it's like to be a part of this church. It's not just flat words that, yeah. you know, we just look past. Right. I think that's great. And honestly, whenever you're trying to figure out what should be on a piece of content, like a printed poster or a flyer, it's identify what it is you, you want. I want them to sign up or I want them to know something, whatever it is. And then ask yourself that question. Tell me to sign up without telling me to sign up. Tell me I need to go on a mission trip without telling me I need to go on a mission trip. That's, that's the key to creating great messaging. Honestly, it's, it connects you quickly to the problem you solve and why they should care. I mean, we keep saying that over and over, but sometimes it doesn't click. I think this is a great formula for forcing yourself to think that way about everything. And you'll see there will be a better response because the words you use matter. Words Mm -hmm. matter. This is a great exercise to go through Mm -hmm. your social media, go through your website, go through your actual lobby, look at this, at the calls to actions that you have, look at the information that you're sharing and just rewrite stuff in this tone. Yeah. Like, tell me I'm, I'm home without telling me I'm home. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me that you care about me without telling me you care about me. Tell it, tell me that I need community without telling me I need community. I mean, if we thought that way, gosh, how would that change the things that we do in our digital spaces and print spaces and all of that. It's much more powerful content. Absolutely. Writing. I think it's, it's, that's why it's first. It's the best one. Um, think about that across your lobby, cast vision in such a better way. Uh, the other thing you can do is, is look at the photos you choose. Um, you know, some of us are not in very diverse churches, but some of us are. And so make sure that your representation is there for people of color and people who are not, uh, I say people of color cause I'm in predominantly white church, you know, most of the time. So for me, if we have a diverse group, it's like we need to find photos, images, and man, I'll tell you, it's, I was kind of surprised how difficult it is to find photos of people of color on something like Pexels and Unsplash. Hmm. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. They're getting better now, but yeah, I think there was a, there was some kind of like come to Jesus with those companies that uh, maybe six or seven months ago, because when I first started, I have a church client with church com team that, um, is in Florida, they're a diverse church, and they were constantly asking me to find photos. And I'm like, I couldn't find them. I couldn't wow, find them in Canva, Pexels, anything. And so now I can find them a little better. But for a while there, I did, oh, man, it was really hard to find them on those stock photo sites. You know, a lot of people say don't use them, but sometimes that's what you got to do. So, well, and also a side note for photos, in addition to making sure that, you know, you're, you are paying attention to representation, pay attention to culture and lifestyle of your actual community, mm-hmm. not just your preferences or like the Instagram ideal, but like right. who lives in your community? What is their, what's their um, annual income? Mm-hmm. Show pictures that reflect your community's annual income. Yeah. Don't have a picture of Mercedes 
if you're if that's not what the, your community is driving, yes, right? Absolutely. Mercedes is expensive. That's a, that wasn't appropriate. They have a wide range. Yes. Wide range. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That just. I don't know why Mercedes was the thing that popped in my head, but that felt fancy. Well, growing up, I did, I felt Mercedes was always out of the out of range. So was BMW. Those are what rich people drove. But I live in Dallas yes. now, and like everybody has one of those. That's what everyone has. <laughs> I don't, but a lot of people do. I say everyone. A lot of people do, and they'll they'll buy a tiny little house that they, you know, one bedroom house so they can have a BMW. Buy a Mercedes. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's crazy. That's so funny. Me. That's DFW. Love Yay. Love it. Uh, we live outside of our means, um, <laughs> high, high income, low wealth. That's what they call that in the old economics world. Um, anyway, decor is kind of what we're getting at too, is the decor of a place. What does that communicate about who you are as a church? Cause if you're a family friendly church and your lobby has no for family friendly areas, no seating areas, no places for kids to either run or run without getting hurt. Uh, all the corners are sharp you know, that kind of thing. And then it's not lots of fancy things, fancy vases. Yeah. Okay. Here's a good example. Oh my gosh. I just thought of this. I was at a church once we built our own camp and I was in the junior high department. We sent, we went out to the camp. We were the second first group to use it. And the idea of this camp for us to use for student ministry and the idea of this camp for us to use as a church from the leadership very different ideas. We walked into this camp. It's very nice. And we brought a bunch of sixth graders first, like 250 sixth graders. All right. They don't keep things nice. For sure. And so they don't even think about it. So many rules, so many they take your shoes stinky. off, so many clean up every day, sweep. You know, we were doing chores most of the day. You know, it was like camp is not about going and doing all these chores for these kids that also could do horseback riding. You know, that was one of the things or paintball, which is one of the things and or zip line. And it was like, sorry, you can't go. We got to sweep all this dust out of here before the, you know, the P PT patrol comes through. And uh, I forget, PT patrol, that's that's kitchen duty. KP is kitchen duty. I don't know. But yes, before people KP. come through and and say, you can't go anywhere. It's too clean. It was like this complete misunderstanding of it's a campground, not a resort center. Mm -hmm. You're bringing children here who smell, mm -hmm. not adults who don't want to get dirty. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like completely different. And so if your, your lobby is, is not geared towards what you keep saying, especially when it comes to families and kids, you understand families and kids make messes, break things. You know, you can't have glass in your lobby with a hard floor and expect kids running around is fine. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's, that's a great point. Something to think about. Well, let's talk about signage. That's the other thing that communicates vision. Um, I like to say that caring for your people is telling them where the bathroom is. Here's a great exercise. Have a person who has never been to your church before come with you, a friend. Somebody at the coffee shop. Hi, Susie, you serve me coffee every day. Come to my church with me. Yeah. Walk through your lobby as if you don't know where anything is. Can you find it? Mm -hmm. Can you find it? Because it's so easy. You know, it's just easy to assume. Oh, yeah, the bathrooms take a left on the on the next corner and it's three doors on your right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't like when you when somebody goes to your house for the first time, the first thing that you do is you invite them into the main space and you tell them where the bathroom is. Yeah. And so that's just, that is hospitality 101, mm -hmm. right? You don't want somebody to have to ask when they 
are trying to hold it in. Right. And you don't want them to, to ask several questions. I mean, signage is important. The biggest three things every church needs, to, as soon as you walk in, these three signs or this needs to be communicated immediately. One, where's the bathroom? Two, where do I take my kids to check them in? Three, where's the auditorium? If you can't tell me those three things in the, in the first 10 seconds you're in the building, your signage sucks. And, and I'm serious. It's like, you got to yeah. be able to know that that's got to be clear and easy because that is the, that's one one that's square one of, mm-hmm. of, you know, caring for people. Um, yes. so your signage is super important. And if you really do care about people, you'll make sure that you spend the money you need to spend to have it hung at the right place at the right height, to be the right colors, to do, to match, to whatever it is you need to do to make sure they know that. And if they don't know that there's somebody there telling them that, um, which kind of gets into another one, but um, first let's talk about layout layouts. Another way you cast vision in your lobby. <clears throat> when, when somebody comes to your church, there's signage that tells them where to go, but then there's how easy is it to actually go there? You have to think about your, your, your layout of your furniture and your traffic flow. Um, I, I grew up in a church that had, it was a big Baptist church, Southern Baptist church, about 5,000 people went there every Sunday and we had two services. That was it for 5,000 people. So we had this big auditorium, huge seat, like 2,500 people. See how that math works out. Um, but they, they, they had this one giant lobby space and only one way in and out of the, of the auditorium at the back. They yeah. A two, bottleneck every weekend, two giant double doors. And that was it. And so every Sunday, the people waiting to get into the second service and the people getting out of the first service had to go into the same area at the same time. Oh, man. 5,000 people. That's a disaster. And that lobby was big, but nowhere near the size of the sanctuary. Right. <laughs> so it was a mess. What would have been great, and eventually they did do, is they built a covered walkway on the outside that led back into the auditorium and created side doors as well for people to leave through the side doors into a covered walkway that they could then go to the youth building or wherever it is they needed to go and then, or go back into the lobby or go to their car. And so um, it provided that release valve. So thinking about your, your lobby and the layout and how traffic flows, even like getting in and out of service, do you have enough time for everybody to get in and out of the service? Your service time, when do they start? Do you have enough space in between? That stuff that really does communicate vision of like, we care about people a lot. You know, yeah. that's one of your values. So we care about you not being super stressed when you're here. That'd be yeah. Nice. Well, we think about this a lot when it comes to our parking lot, but it's just as important to think about that when it comes to your lobby. Yep. And again, that goes back to tell me you care about me without telling me that you care about me because you've created, it's, it's frustrating if you go to an amusement park and they haven't created a system for you. Mm-hmm. Cause you feel stuck and, and you're frustrated and you can't do anything about it. Oh, and man. so when you as a church create a system and a process for people and they don't have to manage that, man, that is, that is, that tells me that you care about me and that you have put the work and the effort. Absolutely. Yeah. into making it better, Absolutely. a good experience. I mean, um, I, I grew up here in Texas and we have uh, six flags over Texas amusement mm-hmm. park. I hate six flags. Like I like the rides, but going there is a mess. Getting in line, always a mess. Waiting it's not organized. Line, it's disorganized like crazy. Two years ago, three years ago, I went with my family to Universal Studios, Florida, in Orlando. 
And waiting in line was part of the ride. And it was enjoyable to a point that it could be enjoyable. Not everyone was perfect, but there were things in like Harry Potter world. There were moving uh, tapestries on the wall and newspapers that would talk to you. And of course they're recorded, but it looked like the actual movie. I mean, it was an experience and it was inside with air conditioning, most of the waiting lines. So really appreciated that. So there's a way to think about caring for people and having a good experience in your lobby that can go beyond just are the signs good or, you know, can they, can they get in and out even if it's hard? I mean, thinking through that is a way of caring about people. But last, last thing we need to talk about is where you place volunteers and to do what that casts huge vision in your lobby. Um, What needs to be assigned? What needs to be human? Well, and your volunteers are one of your best vision carriers that you could Mm -hmm. possibly have. And so just making sure that you're really maximizing where they are and what they're doing um, is is super helpful. So, so, uh, and make sure that people can tell that they're a volunteer. Yeah. Like differentiate them. (laughs) T-shirt, lanyard, something. Yeah. A t-shirt, a lanyard. Yeah. Some, something to help differentiate that, that they are unique because as a first time visitor, I'm not going to know Joe Schmo from, from Sally May. Yeah. I'm I'm actually a fan of lanyards because one, I can wear whatever I want to church. Two, they're big enough of an obstruction to let people know that you're a staffer or volunteer. And, and three, you know, it's, it's, it's got that color pop and you can cast the vision with it and you can put notes on it. And it's just helpful in so many ways. I love lanyards for most volunteers, except for kids. I love t-shirts for kids just because it's mm. so nice to look into a space yeah. and know what adult is background checked and supposed to be here. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, for your greeters and ushers and coffee people and even check-in people, except for maybe kids. Um, yeah. I, I would say lanyards are fine because we're all adults here, but for kids, you're right. It's good to be able to look in and see and, and know quickly who's who. And I know that when I was at my last church, that was one of the things they said too, is that being able to scan quickly into a room mm-hmm. and make sure there were plenty of adults in there and that they were all doing what they needed to do. Identifying quickly at a glance was helpful, uh, even from a leadership standpoint. Yeah. But putting someone out front, um, these volunteers, like, what do they say? Like at Chick-fil-A, you say, thank you. They say, uh, my pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. Why did I not? Listen, we don't have Chick-fil-A's here in Michigan, so I don't get to go very often. What? I know. We just got one like 45 minutes away from me. I it's our very know. first one. I didn't know. And it's regularly in like an hour to get through a Chick-fil-A line, which moves very, very fast. Yeah. So it's like 200 cars at a time. <laughs> I was in a Chick-fil-A line yesterday or the other day. And I ordered before I got to the box, you know, cause I have people standing out there to order. And then while I was waiting in line still and stuck in that line, it was enclosed. Like I couldn't pull out of the line anywhere. They brought me my food before I got to the window. Amazing. And I'm just like, what? well, okay, now I'm just in a line. <laughs> now I'm just sitting here. <laughs> now I'm just behaving like a psychopath. I'm just in a line for no reason. And I'm not going to eat this food. It's COVID. I don't know where you've been. I'm gonna wash my hands before I do this. So, or I don't know where I've been, honestly. Um, it's funny. But I, I think that, there's so many things that you can do with, with, with how your people talk to other people. Like Chick-fil-A always has to, as you say, um, my pleasure instead of you're welcome. And that's just something they do. Like there's a reason behind it. I want to get and into they're all known that, for that. They're known for that. Apparently not by you, but they're known for that. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and, and that's kind of, it casts the vision of who they are. And so what do your greeters say? Welcome, you know, hi, you know, do, do we do conversations? Do we do shaking hands or not? Do we fist bumps? I mean, all of that communicates a little bit of a vision of who you are and who you want to be and how you want people to feel when they come in the room. So having that volunteer in a strategic position, cause it's like, we need somebody behind the info desk and what does that person need to be able to do, say, no, and how do they communicate with people? Those are training things that communicate in your lobby. The people who are working, representing you, huge communicators of your vision in the lobby. So, yeah. And a great question to ask is what needs to be a sign and what needs to be a human? And mm-hmm. I love, there are, and I, depending on every, you know, obviously every church is built differently, but most churches will have a, a, a place where you have to decide to go right or left, right? Mm-hmm. And those are hard places to put signs sometimes because if there's a lot of movement, you know, th- th- things are happening, you're walking, you don't know where to go, you have to try to read really quickly. Sometimes it's just nice to have a person there that's watching for people that look lost. Yeah. I love that when I walk into a church and there's a person watching at those crossroads for people that look lost and they come up to them and say, Hi, my name is Sarah. Can I help you find something? Yeah. And then you, that person walks into that place. Here's something really easy to do. Identify the types of faces people will make like the scrunchy eyebrows, like looking around scrunchy eyebrows, wide eyes, like, huh? And then (laughs) define what that probably means. And here's a question to ask that person so that you can give that to someone who's a greeter and say, look for these expressions. And then here's the question you need to ask them. Hi, you guys, you guys need some help finding anything. Don't ask him. Don't ask him if they're new. Cause if they're not, they'll be offended. Uh, but say, Hey, are you guys need some help finding anything? Good morning. Uh, can I help you with anything? You know, glad you're here, whatever it is you want them to say. And that helps people not do things like, Hey, are you guys new? Yeah. Like, no, we've been going here like a year. They don't even know who we are. We're not coming back. That sounds like a really fun training that I would love to do with all of the <laughs> facial expressions. Well, that's just first what do you think this too. means? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like here's all the different faces. And, uh, and it's just your face over and over different. Expressions. What am, yes. I just want to so take a bunch of pictures of me making a bunch of different expressions. That's really what I want. Hey, I might do that as a training, like a, a Instagram album post, like each one of them. Here's what these faces mean for. Can for you just expressions. match emojis? Yeah, you could do emojis. That'd be fun. That would be awesome. But I think helping your volunteers know what they're looking for, how to talk to people give them things to say definitely communicates a ton of vision of who you are. It's, it's something you could write up in a like style guide for communication somewhere that, you know, you put in a drawer, but it's one of those things that if you can train your volunteers to do this and integrate it into your training, it becomes the identity of your church. You get known for this kind of stuff. And well, yeah. And this, and this says that, Hey, we are, we are organized you can trust us with your spiritual journey because we are prepared and we love new people. We Mm -hmm. love visitors because we have systems in place set up to accommodate and make sure that you are taken care of. Absolutely. It nothing communicates care more than being prepared at your church and, and no, and looking like you got a plan, just knowing, looking like you know what you're doing. And some people are really good at like looking like they know what they're doing when they, when they don't, those are good greeters right there. They can dro- walk yeah. people over. One of the things we had at one of our, my last churches too, just another little f- first impressions thing as we kind of get off on this as a, as a greeter type position is we never pointed anyone anywhere. We walked them there. That was yes. always the rule. Never point someone and say, it's over there. If you look it out in your, in the guest services, 
um, what do we call him? First impressions pastor saw a, a volunteer point at something, they would immediately go, hey, we don't point. You need to walk them over there. Don't show, hey, there's the bathroom. Would you like me to take you to the, the entrance to the bathroom? Would you like me to show you where it is? And you walk them over there and then you get over there and like, hey, they see it. Okay, well, that's where it is. If you need help with anything, I'm right over here. So go find, come find me again. You know, like you're caring for them like a concierge and it makes them feel so much more at ease being in your church, especially for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. Yeah, great stuff. So digital lobby, physical lobby, ways you cast vision, ways you can talk to people, develop community, and really have a valuable space before and after your live stream or before and after your service that communicates who you are, what you're trying to do as a church, and how people can be involved and plug in and be part of this thing that you're doing. Rather than here's a bunch of stuff to add to your calendar, here's some more cool stuff for your kids, you know, whatever, because that is hit or miss. They've got plenty of things to do. What, and noise. It's noise. noise. And so it decreases the amount of noise in your lobby spaces. So Megan, any other, anything else to add to that? Um, man, I just, there's so many ways to communicate vision outside of words. And I love that we are hitting, hitting on some of those spots. Mm-hmm. And so just think, think through creatively without creating more noise or putting up more posters or attaching decals to every single door that you have, or making three pages worth of a bulletin. Yeah. Like who are, who are we, what are we about and what do we want people to feel when they interact with us mm-hmm. and great. get creative? That's great. And I think that's, that's the name of the game is when you, when it comes to like figuring out who we are and who we want to be, um, doing that together is important, but I, I've, I'm kind of against now the big two or three day retreat to figure all that out. Get, get in a room, talk through some of those talking points and at least get a working something of who we are that we can all adopt and agree on, whether that's here's our values, here's our mission, our vision. We know that here's what we're about. Here's how this works. And then ask department heads to figure out how does this look in my department, you know, and then you start mm. to figure out how to make that visible to people, you know, tangible, more, more likely tangible to people in digital spaces or physical spaces. So I think that's just a process you go through. You just start. There's no like best way to do it, really. It's just start it and then you build on it and make it better as you go because Sunday's coming. It's, it's not going to wait for you to figure all that out. It's coming. So get what you can get done and do it and then build as you go. So anyway, this has been really great. I I appreciate the conversation here. Um, Casting vision is always important. It's so much more than just having a mission statement or putting it on the wall somewhere. It's who you are and how you behave and what you're trying to do. So thank you guys for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. That'll do it for us today. And we'll be back again very soon with more on church communications, social media, marketing, email, et cetera. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Drop a uh, comment or subscribe wherever you get your podcast and we'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. See you.